Welcome to the Rise Up For You podcast, where thought leaders, entrepreneurs, and executives from around the world share their practical tips, strategies, and stories to help you unleash your potential and achieve your goals. Your journey of growth to become your best starts now. Hey everyone, welcome to today's podcast episode. Before we jump in, Natalina Nasruddin here. I wanted to let you know that, hey, when you're not listening to the podcast, when you're not watching the YouTube video, check us out on LinkedIn. We are constantly posting, adding value on LinkedIn, my team and I. We have a Rise Up For You page and has videos, articles, content. It's actually our favorite platform. So if you wanna connect with us on a day-to-day basis and you wanna get additional content and resources, head over to LinkedIn, follow me, connect with me, connect with our team, connect with Rise Up For You, and we're happy to share any content and even send us a message because we'll reply. We don't, we're not a bunch of bots. <laughs> so I'll see you there. And for now, let's jump into today's episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Rise Up For You podcast. This is your host, Natalina Nasruddin, and very excited to bring to you today a very, very amazing guest, Jake Kaufman, joining us all the way from Atlanta. Did I get that right? You did. You did. Thanks again for having me. We always have people from from everywhere. I'm in Vegas, so sometimes I got to remember, okay, who's coming in today? So very, very excited to have you here, Jake, um, to share with us and our audience about leadership, pushing your potential, really just becoming your best and being the best you can be, especially in today's world. There's just so much going on. And I know a lot of people can feel lost Maybe they're looking for fulfillment or purpose. They're not, there's just so much happening, so much information. They don't know how to get there. Sure. Before we really jump in, tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do. I always like to say brag to our audience. Sure, sure. Happy to. Well, my name is Jake Kaufman. I'm an executive life coach to CEOs, founders, visionaries, and I support them to move beyond their interpersonal limits so that they can reach their full potential. Awesome. So tell us a little bit, share some stories with us. How did you get into this? Sure. What was the revelation that said, here's what I got to do in my life? Sure. Well, I was a former healthcare executive. So I worked in the healthcare tech space for a really long period of time. I started a company with a couple of other guys, right. grew that company from virtually nothing to over $4 million in annual business in 18 months. Rapid growth. So I knew what it took to be successful. But what I came to realize during my time at the company was that people don't have business problems. They just have personal problems that show up in their business, which I'm sure you've heard of many times before. And what that led me to believe and ultimately to discover about myself as I worked to discover and uncover the barriers within me that stood against success was in identifying an experience that I had when I was really young that was actually that was sexual abuse that I had simply repressed, repressed and run away from. So here I am, this hyper successful person, right? Who's achieved an incredible amount in their career in business, financially speaking. And yet on some level, deep inside and internally, I felt like something was missing. How many people do you know like that? My guess is a lot. Most, I would say. Most, most, right. Because until you reconcile your pain, all of your success is going to feel incomplete and insufficient. On some level, you're going to feel as if something is missing, no matter what level of success you experience, right? Like I mentioned, we took this company from nothing to 
now the company has over 400 people, right? So from a couple of founders back in 2016 to now over 400 people, it's a nine figure company. I still own part of that company. And yet here I was being unfulfilled, unhappy, and not knowing peace. And that's what ultimately caused me to say, you know what, my primary task should not be to pursue success, but to uncover all of the barriers within me that stand against it. Yeah. Because right. as Tony Robbins once said, success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure. Yeah. And, you know, I love that you're you're bringing this up and, and I think saying it in a language that can resonate with people. You know, we talk a lot about self-confidence where sure. because so many individuals, just like you said, they don't mm -hmm. deal with some of the challenges that they've been through, certain beliefs that have been put on them, certain experiences that have hindered their sure. thoughts about themselves. And so they end up overcompensating in other areas, you know, super right. successful, you know, you name it. But just mm -hmm. like you said, they have, I call it a pandemic of never feeling enough. It's Correct. like. Accumulate, 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 and right. who am I? What do I bring to the table? Not enough. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. And this whole lifetime right. of chasing um, and trying to build success without really recognizing that, like you said, like the inner work has to be done first so that you can optimize what it is that you're trying to get out there. Correct. Reconstruction without deconstruction is always going to be incomplete and insufficient. Yeah. That is that is simply to say that until you reconcile the pain from the past, you're going to inevitably recycle it in the present moment. You're going to overcompensate. And how do a lot of people, a lot of driven, highly accomplished people overcompensate? They strive, they chase after success. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So talk to us a little bit about um you know, what is the work that you're doing right now? Mm -hmm. I read that you spend a good amount of time supporting men. Correct me if I'm wrong mm -hmm. on that. What, what does that look like? And how are you helping people really achieve success? Not just financial mm -hmm. success, but success as a whole human sure. being, which is really important for us here at Riser for you. Sure. Well, like I mentioned, our primary task is not to seek after success, but to seek after and find all of the barriers within us that stand against us. Everyone wants transformation, but nobody wants to change. Yeah. Right? And so when you understand that, you understand the primary goal of the ego, which is to maintain the status quo. How does it accomplish that? Or what is it? What's the best way for it to do that? It's to hide the truth from you. Mm. It's to hide the truth from you and bury these stories that you mentioned that actually eroded our self-confidence, that have us overcompensating over top of our pain, our insecurities, our lack of self-worth, that ultimately has us striving and chasing after success, accomplishment, and achievement, but not knowing peace. Yeah. So that's how I support men, is I take them to places within themselves that they can't get to on their own, right? Because their ego is attempting to hide these things from them by putting them into their unconscious mind and their blind spots. So until we uncover these things, they're always gonna inhibit us from reaching our full potential. In the first half of life, it's all about the pursuit of power, possession, and prestige, and looking good. Yeah. Most people, that is the focus of the vast majority of most people. If you spend any reasonable amount of time on social media, this will be brought to the forefront virtually immediately. 
So right? I wanna, all of that has to fall apart. I, I want to pick your brain a little bit. And if you don't want to go here, we don't have to. Sure. I want to talk a little bit more about you supporting men because sure. over the last, I would say three to five years, there's been a, a lot mm -hmm. of polarization around men. Mm -hmm. I think it's very hard for men to exist in today's world, mm -hmm. show up authentically, be vulnerable. Um, sure. I'm sure there'll be pushback, you know, from women that say it's been hard for us too. I get it, but I'm, I want to talk more about, I would say, men that haven't always in the last five years um, mm -hmm. been, been, you know, grace and compassion, especially socially and in society. Now I have sure. come from a family of all men and mm -hmm. I see that this has made, you know, a big impact. Um, sure. So not to take away from anything that has to do with women, of course, I'm a woman, but yep. what are some patterns that you're seeing with men? Because I actually see more and more men that are struggling mm -hmm. with, identity, feeling enough, yeah. um, sure. or self-confidence, but they don't always have an outlet to share it because again, of, of everything yeah. that happened. Totally. Well, let me be the first to say that the hyper-masculine game that most men play in an attempt to become successful was always meant to fall apart. Yeah. It was always meant to fall apart. Now, when you grow up, in a society that is bent on accomplishment, achievement, and success, or when you grow up in religion for that matter, yeah. because a lot of people um, were raised in a religious environment, whether yeah. it was Christian, whether it was Muslim or otherwise. I mean, those are just the most popular ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of that tees you up for a life of performance. So what does that look like specifically? We repress and suppress the less than ideal qualities and characteristics about ourselves, the thing that we're the things that we're shamed about, yeah. or that we experience shame around. Then we posture and position the ideal qualities and characteristics about ourselves. That creates a pressure cooker. And when you have a pressure cooker, you're gonna need a coping mechanism to relieve the pressure. And this is what has most men addicted. In fact, I would go so far as to say that 90% of people are addicted. The other 10% of people are just lying about, about it. Yeah. Right. So that said, the world is living in a split where we think we need to pick sides. What does that look like in terms of men from an interpersonal perspective, right? They think they either need to play this hyper-masculine game that has them chasing, chasing striving, efforting, Yep. Overcompensating. Yep. Or they play this passive masculine role. Like I'm not even, I'm just, yeah, right, hands off. Like, okay, I don't want to get in trouble kind of mentality, right? So I'm just going to stay passive. Correct. Yep. They're incredibly passive. They're codependent, right? They're people pleasers. Yep. Right. And so this is where you get one of two extremes. And you typically see men choose into one of those camps, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. Both both of them are performing. And when I say performing, both of them are operating from this persona of who they think they need to be in order to be loved, accepted, and successful. That is not authentically who they are deep down. That creates internal turmoil and conflict, typically manifested by way of anxiety and depression, which, are at an all-time high, especially amongst men. All you have to do is yeah. all you have to do is look at the rate of suicide 
for example, the highest demographic for suicide is men between the ages of, I believe, 18 and 35. So they're choosing between one of these personas, the hyper-masculine persona or the passive people-pleasing persona. What needs to happen is they need to integrate both because, of course, they're making the other part, the other persona wrong. Mm. Right. And this is what we see by and large in society. The Incas had an incredible way of putting this, which is that a truly embodied, integrated man has his sword in one hand and his heart in the other. This hyper masculine man has two swords. That doesn't work because all of a sudden you try to enter into a relationship. For example, with a woman who predominantly operates from her feminine, at least the vast majority of women do, sure. right? That doesn't work, right? It's a round peg square hole situation because you don't know compassion. You don't know grace. You don't know surrender, which you need to be balanced, to have an experience harmony within yourself. And then you have the other person, right? Who's got two hearts in his hands. Well, that's not going to work either because if you enter into a relationship with a woman, for example, she's not going to respect you. She's not going to feel safe with you because of your inability to lead because you're a people pleaser, right? Or you struggle to stand up to her because you're a people pleaser, right? What we need is men who work through their pain, who reconcile their pain and the interpersonal limitations and the resistance that that creates, that they are simply unconsciously recycling into the present moment, the more we work through that, the more integrated, the more balanced, the har more harmonious within ourselves we become. Now, it's funny because I'm hearing you talk and as a woman, I can't help but also visualize the woman's side of things. And sure. I'm also seeing the same extremity with women where there's a lot right. of women with two swords in their hand. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. They're, they're doing the same thing. It just looks slightly different. Yeah. Like where the feminine side almost feels, you know, that there's a, there's quite a few women that I know as well, mm -hmm. where because they've wanted to thrive in their career, they've kind of put themselves in this like very masculine, like protector yeah. space that has yeah. almost diminished the feminine side, which then when they go home, and then they're with their partner who's a male, for example, like the dichotomy just doesn't work. So yeah, it's, it's how to receive. Yeah, exactly. It's right. you know, happening on both both ends. What would you, you say? And I can see where there's unhappiness around it. I mean, I see it in totally. in you know, couples that are my friends. I see it in, you know, my, again, all of my friends, I could kind of see what's going on. Sometimes I recognize yeah. it in myself and, and rebalancing and making sure that, you know, I have both aspects because I think it's important. What's a yeah. strategy? If you can just give us like one strategy to start, um, mm -hmm. I would say like reconnecting with the self, tapping back into who we are. Where, where's the yeah. first place you start with your clients? Well, I talk a lot about this in my new book, by the way, shameless plug. Here it is. It's called yeah. Let Love. It's called okay. Let Love In. The pain we'll stops when the truth starts. Um, did it launch already? It did recently. Yeah. Okay, so, congratulations. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, but it starts with awareness. Awareness is always the first step, right? As Carl Jung once said, until we make the unconscious conscious, it will continue to direct our lives and we will call 100%. it fate. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. So let's take, for example, love, because I could have titled this book, let abundance in, let, you know, success in, let, I decided to call it let love in, right? Well, what we ultimately need to understand 
because our conscious mind is responsible for what we say and it's connected to what we want, right? What we know, but it's our unconscious mind that's responsible for what we do and it's connected to who we are, right? So if we want to make a shift, we have to shift the unconscious person. Most people are simply skating on the surface, right? They're attacking the problem or the issue at the level of behavior, right? So what do they do? I'm gonna set some goals. I'm gonna adopt some new habits. I'm gonna biohack, right? I'm gonna achieve my way to change. That's not the reality. The pattern is undoing, unbecoming, unlearning. True transformation is always predicated on dying to something, right? So a tangible action step, for example, is analyzing what your results say that you believe about love or what your results say that you believe about money, for example. Not what you consciously think it is, what right? but, what, but what do your results say? Because your results paint a perfect picture of what you believe. So if, for example, you're a woman who is constantly operating in her masculine, who struggles to rest, who struggles to receive, for example, who struggles to surrender to healthy masculine leadership, because that's what every woman wants, right? The three, the three words that every woman wants to hear from a man is not, I love you. It's, I got this. If you really ask every woman and sit down with them and you have an honest conversation about True what they story. want from a man, Sorry. that's it. Those that's are the three it. words that they want to hear, right? Yeah. <laughs> I can almost guarantee you that if a woman struggles operating in that role, she's overcompensating, right? So that's indicative of a belief that she has about love or about men or about masculinity, for example, that is actually running the script, that is actually dictating her behavior. It's the mechanism beneath her behavior that's causing her not to be able to rest, to receive, or to actually surrender to healthy masculine leadership, which is what she really wants. So for example, when I started to analyze this for myself, what do my results say that I believe about love? Because as you can probably imagine, after my sexual abuse, love fundamentally felt unsafe. So fast forward 10, 15 years, what did I start to do in romantic relationship when it reached a certain point? because it felt unsafe, I started to push it away. Right? And so many of us are doing this, whether it's with love, whether it's with success, whether it's with money, whether it's with opportunity, we all have a threshold in terms of what we feel safe to receive. So anything above and beyond that feels like a threat. So we need to run away from it or we need to push it away from us. So when I did this within myself and I said, what do my results say that I believe about love? Not what I think it is, but what do my results say? I started to analyze my past relationships. I started to analyze the women that I consistently attracted in relationship. And what I came to discover is that what my results said that I believed about love was that love was control. So of course I pushed back against it. Of course I resisted it because nobody wants to be controlled. Right? Nobody wants to feel restricted or confined or smothered, for example, not that that was actually happening. That was just how I was internalizing what was happening that caused me to push love away. And that's why I say what I say about success, but you could say the same thing about love. In fact, Rumi is the one that's responsible for the quote that our primary task should not be 
to pursue love, but to pursue and uncover all of the barriers within us that stand against it. I nobody love wants to hear, nobody wants to hear this, yeah. right? Because everybody wants transformation, but nobody wants to change. Yeah. And, uh, and something I appreciate about you just listening to you is your ability to put it, I think in terms that the everyday individual can understand, you know, it's not what you're speaking about is not a woohoo mentality or concept. It's that most individuals are behaving and functioning from a place of unconsciousness where they don't even right. recognize some of the patterns or behaviors that they're displaying. Right. Yep. You're right. But they know intuitively as humans, we know something's not right because we could, we could feel it. Right. We could feel it in our body, but we don't always know where to, where to start or how right. to break out of that feeling. So I appreciate you. I appreciate this conversation. It's actually been very enlightening and I always love to hear different perspectives. I'd love to jump into the power section of the interview with you, Jake, and ask you some rapid fire questions. So awesome. first question is we always like to ask if you were to leave the world with one final message, we call it the mm -hmm. golden nugget. What would your golden nugget be to everyone? That our greatest strength is oftentimes an adaptation or an overcompensation to avoid experiencing pain. I like it. And Chew here, on that one for a minute. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, here, at, here at Rise Up For You, values are very important to us. You know, having values, standing by your values. What would you say is the value that's a non-negotiable for you? Uh, I have three core values. Uh, integrity, love, and service. Right? Without without integrity, you don't have anything. Yeah. Right. So of course the integrity that I have with myself dictates and guides and directs all of my actions and decisions, but yeah. those are my three core values. I love that. And I have one more question for you, but before I ask, I would love to know where can we find sure. you? Where can we connect with you, your book? Like we'll yeah. put it on the show notes as well. Awesome. Um, so the best place to interact and connect with me is on my Instagram, which is I am Jake Kaufman. That's spelled K-A-U-F-F-M-A-N. Otherwise, you can always go to my website and sign up for our newsletter, which is awakewithjake.com. And if you're interested in uh, purchasing my book, you can do so on Amazon, of course, wherever Amazon ships. It's called Let Love In, The Pain Stops When the Truth Starts by Jacob Kaufman. So it's my full name, J-A-C-O-B-K-A-U-F-F-M-A-N. Fantastic. Jakey, thanks for joining us. Final question to you is, as you know, we are rise up for you. What sure. comes to mind for you when you hear that phrase? We don't achieve our way to our full potential. We die our way there. If you're asking yourself, how do I get to the next level? How do I reach a higher degree of success? Right? It's not to actually pursue success. It's to pursue the barriers within you that stand against it. The way up is the way down. It's a yeah. paradox. Yeah. I love it. Jake, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been a fantastic conversation. We'll for sure have to have you back. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, absolutely. And everyone, thank you for joining us today on the Rise Up For You podcast. This was a special episode. I don't know about you, but it was very enlightening. And I absolutely loved having the conversation with Jake. Don't forget to check us out here every single week. We are bringing you podcasts with amazing thought leaders, entrepreneurs, executives from around the world that have a sole purpose of adding value to you, helping you push your potential, elevate your leadership and your organization's leadership as well. Thanks again for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, the YouTube channel, and we will We'll see you next time. Thank you, Jake.
Thank you so much. Imagine a life where you can have it all. A booming career, fantastic love life, great health and success, and overall achievement and happiness. Imagine pushing your potential to your absolute best and every day living a life that you are proud of. Well, if this sounds like something that you're yearning for, then the Rise of You Growth membership is perfect for you. My team and I believe in supporting you and helping you get to the next level because we know that you can do and have what it takes to be your best. When you join our membership, you get access to live trainings every single month with myself and our team. You get free coaching. You get a number of on-demand resources to help level up your success that you can use in the comfort of your own home. And you get access to our global membership around the world full of like-minded professionals that are looking to be their best. Your time is now to push your potential and live the life that you want to live. So if you're ready to take the next step in your life and in your career, join the Rise of Food Growth membership. Click below and we'll see you there.